Imagine how much you'd learn if you could ask your personal heroes anything you want about their life and their secrets to success. In each episode, we get to do that. This is the Playground Broadcast. Where everyone plays and no day is the same. So greetings, everyone. My name is Kabir McDowell. And today, our topic for this podcast is how to make a successful podcast. Our very special guest is Mamahini Tiwari. So, Mamahini, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, my name is Mamahini, and I study in the International Baccalaureate in Italy. I'm originally from India, and um, but I study in Italy, and I'm going to graduate in two months. Oh, marvelous. Wonderful, Mamahini. Thank you. So, what has been your experience with podcasts, both listening to and creating them? I always say that podcasts are more difficult to navigate one's head around because you have to find a way to interest and engage people without visual without visuals. So whereas you have, you know, streaming websites like Netflix and, you know, YouTube, which they actively use audio, music, visuals, uh, short clips, and can create these very innovative shows and movies. The unique thing about podcasts is that a very successful and well done podcast can have the ability to engage a person's mind and capture their imagination in a way that I think TV shows maybe can't. I think the advantages with podcasts is the fact that you can't see what's going on. Now, the fact that you can't see the scenes or who's narrating it allows you to use your own imagination to put the words and then try to create your own, build your own scene in your own mind. And I think that being able to use your own interpretation and see things from different perspectives, it just makes podcasts more engaging. Personally, that's my opinion. Now, I mainly listen to podcasts if it has to do with history or with literature, since those are my hobbies and my favorite subjects at school. But with making podcasts, I've I've been interviewed for a couple of podcasts. I've organized and uh, been the host for a couple of podcasts at school where I was leading a sort of MUN sort of club. And so I was interviewing a bunch of children and then put it all together. So I've had a bit of experience and there's much more to learn. But from what I know, I it's a very exciting process. Mm, well, excellent. Speaking of the process, what is involved in the process of creating a podcast? Well, if you're the host, I would say there's slightly a couple more aspects of preparation. So the first thing would be obviously to be able to choose a topic that you are passionate about, a topic that you feel you want to share, whether it's a global issue that you want to raise awareness about, or whether it's just sharing your daily routine or interesting things with other people. The second would be to identify a target audience. So you would tailor make the information based on who you want it to appeal to. So if it were for children, your language, your tone, your register would be catered to that audience as opposed to, for example, adults, which, of course, you'd slightly have to amend it. But if you wanted a more general audience, then again, the tone, the vocabulary, things differ. Other than the target audience, the topic, if you're the host, as I mentioned, you'd be interviewing someone or probably maybe even if you wanted a couple of people. And for that, preparation is key in terms of pre-preparing the questions that you want to ask and also 
organizing them in a systematic manner. Like if you want to ask your interviewee about a very complex question, probably leave that to the end and also try to make it engaging. So it's not just a passive conversation, but you're actively trying to involve the person you're interviewing, but also make the audience feel sort of heard and seen, which is ironic because it's a podcast. So that, that might be difficult at first, but after trying making podcasts, or you could even try having a script for the first couple of times for practice, that you really see how you can unlock this this new dimension of podcasts, which is much more interactive and, and fun. Marvelous. Now, some people are a little intimidated with the technology around doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Here we are doing a podcast on Zoom, so it could be fairly mm-hmm. simple. What is your insight around the technology necessary for doing a a good creative podcast? Almost every teenager, if not most of the people, you know, currently were, you know, acclimatized and very familiar with how to use Zoom. And Zoom is sort of, I believe, you know, after COVID, most everyone knows how to use it. And even if they don't, Zoom is, you know, a very simple platform. Other than Zoom, there's this other website, uh, Riverside, and there are a couple of other very simple platforms. I think Zoom would be the simplest, but there are very, uh, you know, other platforms where you just have to hit record, records everything. If you don't want to edit it in the end, just publish it. If you want to edit it, you have that option. And it's very simple. There are tons of YouTube tutorials, but editing podcasts is far simpler than if you were, you know, doing like a documentary over a TV show. So it should be theoretically less daunting. And I would say it is because the amount of technical work is very minimal. And another thing to mention is usually podcasts don't require or really, you know, even need like a video. But I've watched a couple on Spotify and if, you know, you feel the host and the interview, we both agree and feel like they would want to do that. I have seen a couple of podcasts where they actually include the video. And I think that makes it nice. I mean, there are both advantages and disadvantages. Like, for example, again, it's nice to be able to put a face to the voice you've been listening to. It's nice to sort of recognize, you know, if it's like a celebrity, it'd be really cool to see them. And also to establish sort of a personal connection with the audience. But then again, the podcast, you want to focus on the content. And what makes it different essentially from TV shows is that you don't have the visual. So if you want the audience to be able to just focus on what you're listening to. And for example, I like listening to podcasts like when I'm washing the dishes or just, you know, cleaning the house. So if you want it to be that sort of thing, then I would suggest, you know, you don't need the video. So I guess it's, it all depends on the intention and, and the audience. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move to the next step, which is the actual process of doing it. Then it will involve, you know, deciding the topic, the theme, what yeah. kind of language, and how long should it be? Maybe you could describe mm-hmm. a little bit of that for us. Mm-hmm. To start with how long it should be, but there's no fixed time per se. I think... It, again, this links back to your audience. If it's, you know, a podcast for younger children, you know, something more than maybe 10 minutes would be way above their attention span. I would say even just five minutes is good enough. And if you were able to capture a younger audience in five minutes, then that's very successful because it is definitely harder to to capture the audience of teens and adolescents because they're much far more distracted and find it hard to concentrate on things, especially if there's no visual. I would say 
on average, the ones I've listened to, which are mainly informative, range from 15 to 20 minutes. But again, that's because the podcasts I listen to are mainly just a narrator describing events. And then he includes some primary sources from historical events because I love history. So I like listening to those podcasts. But I've also heard some lifestyle podcasts just about mental health and, and things like how to balance stress and anxiety. And things like that are usually around 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes, because you you don't want it to be too long that, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, retain that interest of the audience but also too short may make the audience feel like oh i wanted to hear something more so i think that balance you can determine that once you've decided your target audience and topic so that the time is a bit of a relative relative thing and as far as the like whole process goes as i mentioned before the first step is to find the theme the topic the issue that you want to talk about and to do that it might seem like oh i i i love a ton of things how am I ever going to decide? Or you might feel like, wait, I don't really like anything that much enough to talk about it or interview someone about it. So it might be a bit of a daunting process, but I mean, pros and cons list always work, you know, simply writing down the first three things that come to mind that you feel passionate about, that you feel interested in. It doesn't have to be, you know, classes that you take in school. It could be extracurriculars. It could be hobbies. It could be a global issue like climate change or gender inequality. It could be even about an experience or an anecdote that you want to share with other people. And an interesting thing is also a podcast doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're interviewing someone or a group of people. A podcast just could just be yourself just talking through something or sharing advice, opinions, information with other people. So you don't necessarily have to interview someone, but it is considered more of a conventional style. So after you've sort of shortlisted your topic, so let's say you wanted to do something about sports and you were very interested. The next step is if you choose to go down the path of wanting to interview someone or a group of people, I would say to start with people First, I would say from your own age group or maybe a bit older who are interested in the same sort of thing and who would be willing to share their advice and experiences or just, you know, just have a friendly conversation. And then if, you know, you really wanted to go the extra mile, but it does take a bit more effort and you would need, you know, that confidence to be able to approach someone like, for example, a really famous soccer player, if you were able to, you know, get in contact with one, that would be very impressive. And it would, you know, definitely bring more attraction to your podcast. You know, if someone sees a, a podcast with, you know, Messi, you know, everyone's going to want to hear it. So definitely select the person you're interviewing carefully because you want someone who also has the ability to be engaging and sort of, you know, you don't want people to fall asleep while they're listening to your podcast. So you definitely want someone who has, you know, good energy and is able to, you know, continue the conversation. And again, Choosing the right person, these are just a bunch of qualities, you know, someone who can, you know, have a little joke here and there, someone who's experienced, knowledgeable, doesn't have to be an expert. I mean, that's an, there are advantages, but there are also advantages to just taking someone your age because it can be more of a engaging and relatable conversation for the listeners. So that that should also be taken into consideration when you're forming the questions. I always say if it's your first time or your second time and you're still getting used to it, start with the basics. So, you know, you start out with uh, hi. So this is my pod. Or obviously, if you want it more formal, you know, thank you all 
for clicking or reaching out on my podcast. Today's conversation is going to be about, and I would say whenever you're addressing just the first 30 seconds, the first 30 or 15 to 30 seconds of the podcast to a great extent determines the amount of interest that a person would have in listening to the whole thing if it's like 10 minutes. So you got to remember that in that first 30 seconds, you need to build that impression and you need to be able to sort of capture the attention. So the, the person listening feels like this is worth listening to till the end. So I think that's a very important aspect that gets overlooked sometimes. It's sort of like, which I'm sure most people, you know, use Instagram or some form of social media. I watched this documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. And in the documentary, it said the first like 10 to 15 seconds or the kind of attention that people give to certain kind of posts or videos determine the amount of interest they would have in those sort of, you know, posts or activities. So, you know, social media and Instagram, then they recommend stuff based on the amount of time that you spend on a particular post. They analyze the algorithms and the data. So similar to that, uh, I'm drawing a parallel where I'm saying that if you're able to capture that attention using a hook statement, starting off with a question, starting off with an experience, I would say that will definitely grab the attention and ensure that people will want to like listen to till the end. And again, starting off with something unique, not just, you know, hello, today we will discuss about climate change. Climate change is important because I think sort of monotony when you're talking about these issues that are discussed everywhere. If you try to bring a new dimension, a new perspective, or, you know, even small, simple things and nuances, for example, you don't, you can't really have facial expressions and body language because you don't have the visuals, again, unless you choose the visuals, but that's sort of unusual. So your intonation, your speech, your tone, your register, your volume, your pauses, that is essentially going to determine how entertaining and effective and successful your podcast is going to be. So I think these are some main aspects to consider. Magnificent. You have come up with about 30 or 40 different solutions to the questions that pretty well all of us have about how do you do it? How do you do it well? And make it something that your audience, especially in this case, for teenagers primarily, how how to create it so that it's engaging and mm-hmm. captures their attention mm-hmm. and enthusiasm. Well, this has been spectacular. Mamahini, thank you so much. Do you have any final great words of wisdom that you'd like to share in closing? <laughs> I would say it can seem that podcasts are a bit of more challenging. And especially for teenagers, the thought might occur like who even listens to podcasts? You know, everyone just goes to Netflix and everything and watching. But there's a real value to podcasts that gets overlooked and underestimated. But I think it's one of those things that one of those niches that if you don't preserve it now, it's going to get lost. But it's one of those things where you're combining, and I like to think of it this way, the art of almost storytelling, because that's a thing that a lot of people associate that with their childhood, you know, your your grandparents or your parents telling you stories, and in that you're just listening, you're not you're not you're falling asleep, but you're just listening, you're listening to their voice, you're listening to the pauses. But then you're combining sort of that old art of storytelling with technology. So it becomes modern and you're allowing it to be accessible to pretty much anyone in the world, anywhere in the world where they have access to these sort of digital digital platforms. So I think the important thing to keep in mind is that 
one podcast can have a lot of power, a lot of impact. So it's important to choose words meaningfully and choose a topic that you think can have. It can be personal, of course, it can be something that's meaningful to you, but try to always think of, you know, how can I make this relatable for other people as well? And podcasts are part of the future. They can really magnify the impact because people are focused on what you are saying. They're not trying to look at your hands. They're not trying to look at your face. They're not trying to look and see if you're fidgeting. And I think that's what also differentiates like TED Talks because of course they're absolutely great and successful and most of them are very successful. But what podcasts have are a unique dimension where the audience is just focused on listening. And that's what we need more of, people listening to other people and being more acceptant of what other people have to say and I think moving forward, we're looking at a world that is, well, it's rapidly changing. We'll have, you know, more, more unprecedented things coming through for sure. But if we can learn to listen to each other and podcasts can help train mm. us all to do that, it will make a great difference, no matter what the subject is. But just the art of listening, that only comes through podcasts and, you know, as I said, storytelling. So don't underestimate the power of a podcast. Mm, I love it. That's a beautiful phrase to, to conclude with. Don't underestimate the power of the podcast and our ability to create change in the world, to influence other people in a positive mm -hmm. way through our ideas and suggestions and and even through the voice. As you pointed out, listening yeah. is a very powerful tool, projecting your voice and your energy, your thoughts mm -hmm. You've really done a beautiful job in this one. It's been fascinating to hear all of your ideas, and I deeply appreciate it. And on behalf of all those who will listen to this podcast in the future, I thank you for your contribution yeah. to this. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you further. I know you have many things that you could share with us. And so let's do that. Perhaps some of the students that listen to this will say, I'd like to interview. Mahini. There now. Well, I'd be honored. I'd be very happy to, and I'm always happy for a discussion. Good. And I am a bit of a history buff, so I wanted to end with a little bit of statistics to back up some of the claims okay. that I just made for some people who might not find it as convincing. <laughs> so, under several government regimes in the past 30, 40 years, radio was the most effective means of propaganda. And it was, in fact, more than anything, more than newspapers, more than announcements, more than the TV, even before that came, radio was the invention that truly revolutionized the power of communicating. And what was the radio? It was basically a different, basically a, a different form of a podcast before we had Spotify and all these other great platforms. So it's important to remember, like, the means is the message. And in this case, a podcast could really revolutionize the way we communicate. So I just wanted to add in a oh. historical fact. You can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's excellent. Well, once again, we thank you and we look forward to hearing from you further. I'm sure you're going to have a lot to say in this world. So we look forward to hearing and gaining from your wonderful wisdom. Thank you, dear. Yeah. And you take care. We'll be seeing you again. Ciao for now. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.